have to give me more volume that back there, volume, man. You're listening to Sound Booth Podcast. Join our hosts as they talk about pop culture, entertainment, and how to balance everything secular and spiritual. Now I'm playing with power! All right, guys, thanks for joining us on the Sound Booth Podcast. I'm John, your host, and I have my co-hosts here, Glenn and James. Say Hello. hi, guys. Welcome to Tales from the Three Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Three Guys, Burgers and Fries. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. We're... In all seriousness, that little part you uh, stole or ripped off from Tales of the Crypt, that gave me nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talked about that in the 90s episode. But yeah, that that's like the one thing I remember from that show. Other than that, I just turned it off and hit under the covers. But anyway. <laughs> But anyway, on this episode, it's all about Halloween. So uh, we're going to just be talking, I guess, uh, starting out, just talking about our personal views towards Halloween and beliefs and stuff. And whether we celebrate it or don't or how we celebrate it, just um, all that good stuff. And then I guess after that, we'll talk a little bit about some pop culture and things um, around Halloween. So Mm -hmm. maybe some Tim Burton. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) into all the uh tim burton's the uh goosebumps all of that but you know gotta take care of the spiritual stuff first so uh so john what are what would you say your personal views on halloween are so um i don't i mean i guess i i kind of have a middle of the road opinion about halloween i'm not i'm not like a diehard against halloween christians shouldn't celebrate it at all or anything or that you should abstain from it completely but then i'm also on the side i mean i would say that you can definitely take it too far um Mm -hmm. if you know if we're going around like dressing up as uh devils and goblins and everything like that and just and you know listening to um death heavy death metal music and things like that if it's if we're just taking it way too far whatever getting on the more satanic side then i would say yeah there is a danger on that but all in all i mean i don't i don't have a personal conviction against anyone celebrating halloween or you know going out trick-or-treating or dressing up like a superhero or whatever as long as it's nothing that's like directly glorifying satan or you know (laughs) paying homage to witchcraft and stuff like that that's that's my view in a nutshell for me i just i i more care about november 1st because we got half price halloween candy so that's Mm. always a plus yeah definitely thank you walmart yeah but it's not as good now because you used to you can wait in the store till after midnight then get it when it first goes on sale now you have to come back in the morning and there's nothing left but candy corn <laughs> yeah normally when i whenever i go to walmart on the day after halloween there's only like the the candy that nobody likes that's left over because everyone's already scrapped it all <laughs> all the chocolates the bag chocolate set up that's what i want same thing oh. with easter usually easter is the holiday that i go to walmart for to get candy because i love peeps those marshmallow peeps or whatever but (laughs) yeah valentine's day too so yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. other than that yeah halloween has always been kind of a uh 
weird part in my life because I wasn't really, I probably could have watched horror movies growing up. I was just really skittish and scared easily as a kid. My my imagination was really over hyperactive where even to this day, if I'm not listening, there's like complete silence in the room. I think that there's something high in the room trying to kill me. So <laughs> I, it's, it's just that hyperactive, but yeah, other than that, I did go trick-or-treating once with a couple of friends in like this closed suburban neighborhood. It was nice. Uh, but yeah, as like Joan said, as long as you're, I, I believe as long as you're focusing on just, uh, hey, dressing up, maybe me and my wife do couples costumes every year, we're doing, uh, you're probably going to listen to this on, Hall- on Halloween night, dear listeners. So we'll be doing a Carmen San Diego and Where's Waldo this year. So oh, that's awesome. Speaking of that, that that is awesome. Speaking of couples costumes, this is the first time that uh, Kayla and I are going to be doing like a couples costume for Halloween. Yeah. And even though they're not really a couple, we're we're dressing up as um what's it? Joe Exotic, Joe Exotic, yeah. Joe Exotic, and Carol Baskin from Tiger <laughs> King. <laughs> and then we have our cat has a little lion mane thing that that you put on him a little costume so yeah that's what our our theme is going to be and meanwhile glenn is going as himself i mean (laughs) (laughs) his teenage self yeah his teenage (laughs) mascara laden uh emo punk Punk rock rock self (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be interesting guys oh yeah so glenn you got any convictions or I've none at all. No, <laughs> I'll take that back. I do have some convictions, but I don't have any towards Halloween, but I used to only because I took it on as uh, that's what my pastor said. Like when I first got in a church when I was 19, that church was pretty much against everything that yeah. wasn't them. <laughs> so I took, uh, he always preached against Halloween. He'd have probably like three or four different Halloween sermons during the month of October. I just grew to hate it, you know, during that time. But when I was a kid, I loved Halloween. Like I went trick-or-treating every year, mm. have really good memories about my sister and our family just going door to door and getting candy. I, I never had a bad experience like that. I don't have anything personally against Halloween, but I've preached against it myself in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember getting up and preaching a sermon to some youth about you better not go trick-or-treating and all this stuff like that yeah you know as i'm not a legalist anymore i just don't care (laughs) i do love halloween now like uh you know i have decorations out in front of my house like it doesn't bother me i think it's fun yeah it's kind of exciting that we get to celebrate it now i i remember one time uh i was traveling with the Mm. brother recruiting uh at different churches and it just happened to me we were traveling on halloween night and he was getting calls from pastors of uh kids that were uh at the college at the time because they went they went out soul winning on halloween night so <laughs> wait yeah. what he was getting calls because they were going soul winning on halloween yeah and they were angry they were going on halloween night because was <laughs> people that called um it was actually <laughs> so oh uh, okay it, it was like so because yeah. i don't i don't know if it was the same night but i know that we did have visitation one night when when i was in college and it was on halloween yeah it was our freshman year so yeah it was well i don't know if the i think when i what i'm thinking of it might have been sophomore year maybe but yeah 
was like raising a big stink about not wanting to go out door knocking on Halloween because she was scared about you know becoming someone's sacrifice or something like that. yeah that was really funny <laughs> so anyway uh while that clears up our own personal convictions now i'm going to give a really brief summarized um history of the celebration that would eventually evolve into halloween and some of the uh misconstrueness that's probably not a word but english is like the it's like the uh, open source language as i call it so it works miscon misconceptions a few misconceptions some of them are grounded i'll admit to that straight off because but pagan people gonna do pagan things what you gonna do yeah so yeah the tradition of how of uh, halloween can be traced back to uh, what irish uh, druids and settlers called at the times it's it's spelled like it's samhain but it's pronounced Samhain because irish um, it was pretty much a uh, end of the year festival to because it was the beginning of their their year and the start of a new one. Uh, it's kind of end of the harvest celebration where they would uh, they would light a big bonfire in the middle. Everyone would burn their fires till they went out, then bring home a ember from the uh, big community bonfire to reunite their fires. At the end of the day, there was feasting and dancing there. There is a report of some human sacrifice. However, that is skeptical because the only uh, thing that mentioned human sacrifice was a, the diary of Julius Caesar who hated the Celts. So it could, could be military propaganda, could not be. It's all up to interpretation there. A lot of them would have ceremonies to like ward off the evil spirits in the coming winter months. Uh, they would go to they would leave out offerings for ancestors and spirits um, because a lot of them did this kind of like the Mexicans do, Dio de los Muertos, uh, Day, Day of the Dead, as kind of like a way to commune or have, share meals and catch up with their ancestors who died the previous years, so on and so forth. So there is a bit of a relation to that. However, there is a difference. Like reading on National Geographic and some study I did, like it marks the end of the summer and the harvest, and it's the... They look at it as like their holiday, right, mm -hmm. James? You did a yeah. little bit more study on this, but it's the day that marked the end of the summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter months to come. And it was also associated with human death. Yeah, it was, I kind, I kind of see it as a way for the community to kind of come, come together one last time before it got too bitterly cold to remind them they're still all together, promote the sense of togetherness for the harsh winter that was coming because... Up north, up north in that area, winter could get pretty harsh. Not to mention, well, not to mention it would probably feel like winter to them at this time of year versus us being in the south. It's yeah. still, you know, we're still having 80 degree weather some days and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And and also, fun, fun fact, um, jack-o'-lanterns were a tradition back then. It was based on this old myth of a guy who kept trapping death in various objects until he eventually died in death in turn trapped him in in the in a jack-o'-lantern his name was jack and he became lantern jack of the lantern jack-o'-lantern the first jack-o'-lanterns were actually carved out of turnips and potatoes because pumpkins are native to the americas then the irish immigrants came over to america and they found that the pumpkin was way better was well easier to carve out the face and all and all that than a turnip was so that's when the whole switching to pumpkins became a thing yeah and so well, on that night of October 31st, Samhain. Yeah. That's how you say it, right? Samhain. Yeah, it's like, it's like so in. Yeah. Yeah, so in. 
Yeah. Like they believed or they wanted to appease some of the spirits they believed that would come back because they didn't want their car, uh, crops to be damaged. And uh, they say, or like their crops and their food sources and different things like that. They just wanted to appease those spirits because of that. That also kind of evolved into the uh, tradition of trick or treat. Uh, people would wear a mask and stuff like that. So they would say a verse I adore, then they would get like apples and stuff like that because people thought they were like appeasing spirits or some too and then that's also where the whole mischief night thing came from as well trick or treat halloween didn't get its name until everyone's favorite um <laughs> crusaders for justice came along the catholic church <laughs> uh, oh yeah because the the catholics wanting to kind of do to halloween what they what they did to christmas um just kind of christianize it and steal the pagan holiday they gave it the term all hallows eve because it leads into Halloween lasts from thir- from the thirty first of October to the first of November, because November first in the Catholic Church is All Saints Day, where, where they rec- where they recognize and remember saints and stuff like that. And All Hallows Eve was the night before that. So I heard somewhere that a guy was like All Hallows Eve it was the holiday to say no. It was the Catholic Church saying it's the day before we honor all these saints that we have. And it's never been about worshiping Satan. Mm. Oh, really? Because I always thought it was the devil's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you might be right. The internet's always right. Doesn't the Bible say that? That that October 31st (laughs) is Lucifer's birthday? Yeah, in the book of First Fundamentalists. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, December 25th is Jesus' birthday too, so the Bible Mm. says that. Uh, yeah, we can get into that in a Christmas movie episode or whatever down the road. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much the long and short of Halloween. At one point in time, it was like a, because the Celts predate Jesus, the birth of Jesus. So they were doing this long before Jesus was even on the earth. Both, mm-hmm. Mostly whenever Ro- Rome pushed, they once controlled all of Europe till Rome pushed them into Spain and the uh, and the British Isles, that's where this culture and these celebrations really took off before. They, and these Celtic tribes would eventually evolve into what we know today as the Germans, the uh, the Germans, the Prussians, the French, the Spanish, stuff like that. Pretty much uh, not... What Was there pagan practices involved? Yes, but we're expecting non-Christian people to do Christian things. I think we're cutting them way too much slack. Yeah, people are going to be people. And that's not the worst thing that his, <laughs> that's not the worst thing that people's done in history. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me- meanwhile, meanwhile, with the Aztecs, they were sacrificing people almost daily because in their mythology, their uh, God needed blood in order to keep up his fight with the eternal evil. So that's why they killed so many people. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that was a good, a good history lesson on Halloween. I just wanted to mention, cause we were, you know, we were talking about how it has pagan origins or you were, you were saying how it has some pagan origins, but mm-hmm. does that necessarily make it to where we shouldn't celebrate it because it has pagan origins? I mean, I think if you trace back most of the major holidays, like um, Christmas and Easter, those also have pagan origins. They weren't originally Christian holidays, or at least that time of year, they weren't originally that, but the Catholic church kind of made it into that. So do you, either of you have any, any comments about that? Uh, me personally, I believe something only has as much power as you give it. If you want to believe that something is a thing, 
in your mind, it will become that thing. As long as you can look at Christmas and all these other holidays as just, well, we celebrate them as today. It doesn't really matter what they were then. It just matters what people think they are today. If all people think Halloween is today is is just a uh, opportunity to get free free candy and dress up in cool costumes, and yeah, more power to them. Right. Yeah, along the lines of what James just said is whatever you make of it, it doesn't bother me at all. And I know there's people that are like vehemently against Halloween. But just don't celebrate it then. Find something else to do. Yeah. But I say yeah. that if you're going to have a trunk or treat or something like that at your church, <laughs> you're pretty much partaking in it. <laughs> because, yeah, Salem literally translates to like fall festival or end of the year festival. <laughs> That's literally right. what it was. So, yeah. So all they're doing is just changing the name and removing some of the scarier costumes. <laughs> just like the Catholic Church did. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, I think a good verse when it comes to mind, if we're going to use the Bible to to back up whether you do or don't celebrate Halloween or Christmas or, or Easter or whatever you want to use it for. But uh, Romans 14, 5 says, one person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord, the one who eats it eats in honor of the Lord since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. So it's really just a matter of conscience and personal conviction and stuff like that, unless it's unless there is something clearly that the Bible says against the whatever you're practicing, which it doesn't clearly say don't celebrate Halloween. So your spiritual liberty doesn't give you right to tyrannize other people other people's spiritual liberty it's the whole amen it's the whole uh tyranny of the of the weaker brother like uh that one our rfp podcast mentioned so yeah rc sprule yeah yeah he's a great author i i love him and just reading works yeah he says a few things i don't necessarily agree with like his uh stuff on if baptism is like uh oh, yeah he's presbyterian yeah <laughs> but but yeah it's like uh as the old IFB pastor once said, eat the meat, spit up the bones, bless God. <laughs> I think that wraps up with uh, the spiritual side of Halloween. So that brings us to what we love to talk about on this wonderful, lovely podcast, the scary movies, TVs, oh, the, books. The spooky whatever. stuff. So what are some of the movies that you enjoy watching around this time of year? It ranges every year. Every year I try to watch some more like new stuff like i just watched the first final destination movie last night <laughs> awesome great early 2000s cringe there um <laughs> is I, that the one with the electrical line comes down in the front yard yes yeah, yeah. that was intense <laughs> yeah the first one was a bit more goofy than than the others well the other ones got plenty goofy afterwards and more ridiculous. did you see the log truck scene on uh, the second one that, that's why I can't follow behind a log truck too close anymore. <laughs> Never again. Yeah. That's why I won't watch those movies. <laughs> yeah. I, I was watching this uh, one one show on the, it's called Creep Show. There was a movie about it back in the 80s, but they turned like the, it, its whole anthology show now. Uh, headed by Greg Nicotero, one of the guys behind The Walking Dead. And uh, the season two, first episode, it's like two two different stories per episode. The second one, takes place in a knockoff PBS station <laughs> where uh, Ted Raimi, actual Ted Raimi, uh, the brother of Sam Raimi, he played the 
reporter in the uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies who was always sucking up to J. J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, not uh, the director, the one of yeah. Evil Dead. Yeah, his brother, actually. He's he's uh, at an Antiques Roadshow knockoff trying to see how much the Necronomicon is worth. <laughs> Hilarity ensues. They unleash the Deadites in the studio and it's up to a Bob Ross knockoff to fight the Deadites. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. We got Bob Ross versus the Evil Dead. It's amazing. <laughs> what's the, that's on creep show uh yeah it's on it's on that shutter streaming service it's exclusive oh, man. i'm gonna have to check that out uh, it's fun anyway yeah one one of the scariest ones i've seen lately it's also on shutter it's called host um it's about these it, it takes place during during 2020 the original the initial lockdowns and stuff like that these friends had the brilliant idea of holding a seance over a zoom call <laughs> And, and yeah, long story short, they all die. So yeah, <laughs> it it's it's one of those things. The the atmosphere of it and the uh, because I personally have a thing against jump scares. Um, not when not when they're done right, but when like one of the Silent Hill movies, they they literally try to jump scare you with a pop tart popping out of a toaster. <laughs> As jump scare works perfectly when there's like a slow, steady buildup. The music is Christian doing, and then all of a sudden, but there's yeah. the classic um, teapot kettles theme sound. That <laughs> it seems like it's like in every other scary movie used as like a jump scare or a scary sound. Or you know the uh, the ever classic uh, person's walking down the hall together, and then their friend just comes up behind them and just goes, ah! "Hey, <laughs> what, what you doing here? We we were supposed to be over there." <laughs> so john what about you so i'll just talk about i guess some well some of my favorite scary movies and then some that i've seen recently a really good one that i watched recently was called malignant and Mm. it's um it was on hbo max for a little bit like whenever it first came out in theaters back in i guess have you seen it i i I wanted to see it uh it's directed by uh james wan James Wan, he's the guy who started the Saul franchise, the Conjuring yeah. franchise. So yeah, he's done good. He also worked on the last Fast and Furious movie. So wasn't he that. also part of the Matrix trilogy? Maybe uh, I'm not sure. I might be mistaken on that. Yeah, I know that was the Wachowskis, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I was getting it mixed up. But but yeah, it was a really good movie. Um, pretty. It's it's a pretty gruesome movie. I'll I'll just be yeah. upfront with that. So probably you not talk about malignant. Movie. Yeah, not not great for kids to watch, but um, it's a movie at the beginning. So it seems like if you're watching the initial like opening credits, you're going to probably think like, okay, is this like some really cheesy, scary movie or something like that? It kind of looks like that at the beginning. After that opening scene, then it's kind of starts off a little bit slow. And then you're just like, okay, what is going on? Like, it's just one of those movies that's really hard to follow for the first half of the movie and then it starts to click like two-thirds into the movie Mm -hmm. that's how i felt about it i really liked it it had a pretty interesting plot twist i won't spoil it for you james if you haven't seen it yet but i think glenn knows what i'm talking about yeah it's awesome it's worth the watch yeah Yeah. i've heard i've heard like mixed things about it but i might i might give it a shot so yeah i will say the ending was a little bit weird um i didn't I didn't think it was the best ending it could have had, but it but it was a good movie all in all. So yeah, I don't um, read what people have to say on the internet about newer scary movies. I've been trying to not do that as much. Like whenever I want to watch a movie, I try not to. I might look at like what the general like yeah. if people give it like a five out of or you know how many stars out of ten or whatever. But I'm not gonna 
usually read reviews because I don't want any spoilers before watching them. Usually when I watch reviews, it's just enough to hear them say it's good or it's crap. Mm-hmm. And then, because both, most of your modern horror reviews are either, oh, this isn't as good as old stuff or yeah. oh, this is the best thing ever. It's not scary at all, but it's the best thing ever, you know. But um, yeah, for other scary movies, um, some of my favorites are the Insidious movies. The first mm. Insidious movie was really good. Our, me and Glenn, well, I think we may have told the story on here before on this podcast, but we watched that um in Bible college <laughs> really freaked me out yeah. uh, psycho is insidious the one where they, where they find that uh, box of eight millimeter tapes in the attic or is that sinister? no that was that was sinister and that I, was a pretty good movie too freaky. I get those two confused so yeah, that yeah. movie was freaky too <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah another my favorite classic horror movie is psycho it's just mm-hmm. uh, it was I think that was the first scary movie I've ever watched so Anytime I want to watch an old one that to bring back childhood scary memories, <laughs> oh, I watch Psycho by Alfred Hitchcock. All of his films are great. What about you, Glenn? Uh, there's a lot of different ones I like around this time of year, but I watch horror movies all year round. But uh, some of the ones I definitely have to watch around the season is like Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah. Some of the Disney ones, Halloween Town. This probably isn't a popular opinion, but I really love like the Halloween or like the slasher movies. I really like enjoy those and yeah I've seen the first Halloween so yeah yeah I gotta watch the first Halloween like on the day of Halloween yeah it's just a tradition for me Mm. and uh I watched the Halloween kills the other night the new one that just came out yeah completely brutal (laughs) (laughs) yeah not for the faint of heart yeah (laughs) but uh I enjoy like all different types of scary movies like I like shark movies too Mm. and oh uh, yeah what was yeah. that one that you had us watch, Glenn? Oh, uh, the 47 meters down. That was a good one. in that shark cage. Yeah. 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 Then, of course, I have to indulge in a new cheesy uh, 70s and 80s horror movie like uh, that time we watched Sleepaway Camp. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the 1980s, right? Yeah. A, yeah. a great classic, like, I think it was an 80s movie, maybe 70s or 80s, it was Children of the Corn. Have you guys oh, seen yeah. that? Classic. I find that one actually unintentionally hilarious sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Almost all the uh, old Stephen King miniseries are like just a little bit. <laughs> so yeah. And the Shining, all Stephen King movies. Yeah. Like, Ma- uh, you guys, uh, did you ever watch the Maximum Overdrive? Yes. Or, I know John won't watch it, but yeah. I've seen oh, that one thing he showed me, but yeah. I showed him where the kid got ran over on his bike by a steamroller oh, that was yeah. driving itself. <laughs> and John was like, I don't want any part of this. <laughs> Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, Pet yeah. Cemetery and uh The Shining, the It, even the new It movies, those are really good. They the yeah. first it was good, the second it was okay of the new ones. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I enjoyed both. They were both pretty good, but I yeah, I think the first one was better. But I really love the classic horror too, like the monsters or universal monsters, mm-hmm. and then uh Peter Cushing. Oh yeah. And uh what's What's he? What's his name? He played oh Christopher Lee. Yeah. He played on Star Wars, and, and uh, like the new trilogy or the. Are you talking about the guy that plays Count Dooku? Yeah, Count Dooku. Well, he plays in a lot of Dracula movies from like the seventies and eighties. 
he plays a lot of villains. In fact, I think he I heard him say once in an interview that his uh, grandkids would play a game whenever they would watch one of his movies called How's Grandpa Gonna Die in This Movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's also, uh, yeah. he's the it's, evil wizard Saruman in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Saruman. Yeah. That was him. Yeah, he, he's a great actor. Yeah. One thing I did one year was I went on a mummy movie marathon. Um, I watched like the original Boris Karloff one, uh, mm-hmm. Jump. Christopher Lee did one. It wasn't as, it, it was okay. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Then I did the uh, Brendan Fraser one. And then the Tom Cruise mummy, which. I, I didn't watch it. Yeah. the My problem with the Tom Cruise mummy movie was they were trying to set up five movies instead of focusing on the one. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like uh, and I, uh, Iron Man kicked off the uh, MCU, but. The only part of Iron Man that hinted at the larger MCU universe was the ending credits scene. That was it. So yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. they kind of hinted at War Machine too. So yeah, but that was like pretty much all all it hinted at. Mm-hmm. Have you guys watched any Vincent Price movies? I actually did. Yes. Um. Uh. There was a House on Haunted Hill. That that was one that yeah. I watched of his. That's yeah. a classic. I don't yeah. think I have yeah i'll let you borrow it john yeah it's a great <laughs> classic and he, he was a great actor during that time there's just like a is lot he of the mystery. one that talks like he talks like this or I don't, I don't know he has like a really deep interesting uh, voice kind of who you're talking about he's like really sharp my dressed. name is vincent Price. is it something yeah like he has that? a mustache and a suit yeah. i think i've really seen classy. i may have seen clips of him in something but i've never watched yeah. a full one of his movies yeah, he voiced uh, Radigan on The Great Mouse Detective, if anyone's ever seen that movie also. But yeah. So moving on from John, you can listen to this part. But Glenn, what's the scariest anime you've ever seen? Scariest anime? I'd probably say, or reading a manga Yeah, is probably that one, Abitsu. Yeah, Abitsu. Yeah, that, yeah. that one is, that one's messed up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or just yeah. anything Junji Ito. Like oh, I yeah. have a lot of his books, but... Uh, it's so bizarre. I want to get his adaptation that he did of uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein because oh, that would be awesome. That's one on my list. Yeah. And also, John, this is a treat for you. Um, there yeah. exists a horror anime out there. It's called Ghost Stories. Uh, it did okay in Japan. So, but whenever they brought it over to America, they pretty much told the team that was dubbing it, you can do whatever you want. Just don't change how the ghosts in there are vanquished and don't change the character's name. And so they turned it into a comedy. Oh. <laughs> that, like this one character ran, randomly blurring on the middle hallway. Have you accepted Jesus as your personal savior? <laughs> oh, I've <laughs> seen clips of that. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, well, as far as scariest anime that I've ever seen, now that we've completely gone off the rails, there's this one out there. It's called uh, Higurashi When They Cry. Um, it's, about, it's about this uh, village in Japan that is beset upon by a curse where brutal and horrible things happen to the citizens of this town. And also it's stuck in the time loop too. So yeah, it's, there's messed up scenes in there. Let's just say I, my fingernails hurt after watching one scene. Those who are listening may know, but yeah, anyway. That sounds pleasant. Oh yeah. Very pleasant. Japan knows its horror. Anyway. Speaking of that, are, are you guys going to watch Squid Game? I already watched it. <clears throat> it. 
Eventually, I'll I'll watch it whenever everyone stops talking about it. So yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but <laughs> yeah. I do want to watch it eventually. I binge watched it all in one night. I thought it was really good. Like I'll just leave it at that. Okay. But yeah. Most of the things you like, I don't like, and the things I like, y'all definitely don't like. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think I would. I mean, I would definitely do want to see it. Just it's very just like heart heart wrenching. Like you build up a lot of emotional relationships with the characters <laughs> yeah so it's basically like the hunger games meets saw kind of ish yeah yeah but not as bad like not as torturous gotcha like yeah, they get shot in the head like if they don't do certain things or yeah. you know, they're playing like these childhood games and stuff but yeah i see i've seen all the memes but uh, i'm i'm one of those weird people that the more people talk about something and hype it up the less my desire is to see it so Mm -hmm. yeah that's understandable that's kind of how i was like with with like tiger king when they when it first became a big thing like my wife kind of watched it but i was just like not really interested in it right away but eventually i i decided to watch it i'm normally one of the people that hypes up like with everybody else yeah i it it's it's a weird thing with my brain anyway so we're we're coming up on time here so before we end and what is a uh, scene from a movie or tv show not that was from a horror movie that scared the poop out of you as a kid not not from something that was meant to be horror but still freaked you out regardless the part in the green mile where Mar- michael clark duncan yeah. had those two girls have y'all seen that movie I, i've seen bits and pieces yeah. but it's been a while oh man so, you gotta watch that movie like the green just have a whole night where you watch that movie yeah. with tom hanks it's a classic but it's one of those one and dones but there's this part where he tried to save these two little girls lives and he's holding them and he's laying on this log and both of them are dead because they were murdered by somebody but he found them and he was trying to save them but there was a whole like group of the villagers or like the farms people that were hunting uh, those girls trying to find them and they came up on them and they thought he killed him mm-hmm. killed the kids but he was holding them and he was just like screaming like i'll send you the clip on group me <laughs> but that like that gave me nightmares like mm-hmm. for a long time yeah i watched that probably when i was like seven years old or eight years old for me i was i was one of those kids maybe kind of like you james i think you could relate but like i found i i could find things scary like very easily as a kid like even if it's not necessarily a horror movie if it's like a like an action movie that has a little bit of a scary element to it or like like Jurassic Park or something Mm, like I would get really scared on movies like those when I was a young kid but it wasn't even in a scary genre at all I think it was Sesame Street or something like that had a had one um, episode and I was probably like three or four years old at the time but on one of their shows there was like just a bunch of the monster things like dancing around and singing and stuff and stuff like well, that and I remember crying because I was so scared of it <laughs> and my mom had to turn it off was it those freaky yip 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 monsters May- maybe yeah. oh and another one I remember yeah. do you guys remember the the scary Winnie the Pooh episode where like I don't even remember what exactly happened on it, but there was one episode of Winnie the Pooh where I don't know if like he got lost or he was hiding from something or I don't yeah. know, but but I remember being scared of that too when I was really young. I remember that too. For me, we just watched the episode last, last night. There was an episode of the Powerpuff Girls. 
uh-huh. hold, hold your laughter. Anyway, um, it was <laughs> it was about this uh, dead zombie ma- uh, magician who came at him, which led him to kill himself. And yeah, and he keeps yo-yoing her into like this Iron Maiden like spike coffin, so close. But then he eventually slams her in there, and then reveals that they pulled a trick on us it was him the whole time it, the ending made no sense but the atmosphere and just leading up to that just ugh, freaked me the frick out anyway i can, I can understand that yeah. what are some of the f- favorite like scary cartoon episodes of some of the shows that you watched like from when you're a kid mm. i'd say i really like the hash slinging slasher episode of spongebob <laughs> or the midnight shift oh yeah that was funny yard shift that one and uh some of the hey arnold ones those were just great yeah it wasn't necessarily a cartoon but we just watched the uh the steeple episode of family matters last night where uh where steve urkel creates a creates a dummy that comes to life and yeah, it's it, it's scary, but it's also absolutely hilarious at the same time. Yeah, I can't really think of any besides the ones I just talked about, the Winnie the Pooh and stuff. But all right, you guys ready to wrap this thing up today? Oh uh, yeah. Well, we hope y'all had a joyless tune. Have a happy Halloween. Celebrate how how you want. Don't let all those people who tell you it's the devil's birthday get you down. And we shall see you next time. Have lots of candy. Yeah. Don't take any from strangers, though. Watch out for razor blades. (laughs) And don't celebrate the devil's birthday. Well, anyway, follow us on all our socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channels coming up soon. So say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. Happy Halloween. All right. Where'd you get Glenn? Oh, there he is. There's Glenn. Good for you, Glenn Coco. (laughs) (laughs) Here you go, Glenn Coco. Now I can finally understand that reference. Yeah, you finally saw that movie. Good job. Yeah, that was October 4th. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was late on that game. Yeah.